Welcome to the Moving Through the Scriptures podcast, where we have moving conversations. Welcome to episode two, where we are going to talk about from your head to your feet. Our very special guest today is Lisa Ann Johnson, also known as The Crownsman. Now, if you are in movement ministry, we know that our mindset is very important. So Lisa Ann Johnson is here to help guide our footsteps today on how from your head to your feet that we are totally taking care of our bodies, which are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Welcome, Lisa Ann Johnson. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Well, as we both know, we have spent some time in worship arts education and can Briefly tell us a little bit in the worship arts about your area of expertise. Okay, my area of expertise in the movement ministry is in flag worship. And I've done flag worship for some years now, probably about 10 years. And um, it's just a beautiful, unique ministry. And um, it is, uh, I am a part of Majestic Praise. And it is, we are led by worshiping in spirit and in truth. And so flag ministry, um, my expertise would be in spontaneous uh, flag ministry, not necessarily choreographed, but learning to be led uh, totally by Holy Spirit. So awesome ministry. And we see that it is really picking up in the worship arts right now. So, yes. And, you know, sometimes the controversy with, flag ministry or banner ministry at times is that it is almost treated as though it is for the less able or the less equipped. And and we have seen some of that where someone might do some choreography for dancers and if they feel as though the person can't get it, they may throw a flag in their hands. Can you address that briefly? Yes, that happens um, a lot, especially even with children and um, that you still really need to know, just as you do with dance, it's important to know what the Lord says about uh, flags and, um, and dance ministry. So, and it, it's kind of, it could be dangerous to just throw a flag in a hand. People need to know how to move with them. People can be hit and, uh, with the flag. Uh, people need to know protocol. Um, also, it has to do with our hearts and where we are spiritually. We don't need to just be waving flags around in the air, not really understanding. Now, there will be moments where, yes, it's a, it's a moment of praise and you can, um, that, that can happen. But in times of warfare or times of uh, devotion or worship, in times of intimacy with the Lord, it's not a time for anyone to just have a flag. Yes, that's a very good point. And I know that we need to study. There are so many layers of things that we need to study for the worship arts, which is why we're here having this conversation with you to say that there is not one way, there is not a perfect way, there is not an ideal way, but whatever way we handle it, it has to be handled decently and in order to be handled with clean hands and a pure heart. I know that in the worship arts, there are several of us who have occupations or assignments that are outside of the worship arts, but may still be linked to the worship arts. And in the chaotic 
situation that we have going on around the world today, there are a lot of people who have expressed that there's going to be a need for mental health professionals, mental health counseling, Christian counseling, and things like that to deal with the level of grief. First, you know, we started with a pandemic, then we have gone into protesting and we have seen and witnessed some people rioting and it's a lot. The media has been a lot. And undoubtedly, this has affected those of us who are in the worship arts. Mm -hmm. I think there are a few scriptures that we're going to hit on today, and then we really, really want to help worship artists cope with some of the things that you may be experiencing as a result of what is happening in world affairs today. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 4 and 3 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm -hmm. Think is important, you know? Out of our hearts, even the issues of life proceed and what we say are all affected by what is going on on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. Of course, Philippians 2 and 5, and Lisa will expound on these as well, says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We have to always think Christ-like thoughts when we are making decisions and if we are not being governed by governed by Christ-like thoughts, then we do need to bring every thought under subjection. Amen. Mm -hmm. Lisa, amen. amen. It's just really important to have our uh, hearts and minds uh, on things above when we're ministering and you're right. So many things have happened this year, you know, the pandemic and then the uh, civil unrest and but so before these things happened, we already had things going on in our individual lives. So it is a lot. The National Alliance um, on Mental Illness says that there are one in five adults at any, in any given year who are experiencing a mental health condition. Now, this is before the pandemic. That's 46.6 million people that are dealing with a mental health condition before the pandemic. So we know those numbers are probably doubled right now, meaning that almost all of us are dealing with some type of mental health condition. And so it is important for us, especially those who are leading ministries right now to make sure our mental health is in check, that our mental health is okay, that we're doing the things that we need to do to lead, to be able to lead effectively and to help the people of God and to bring those in who do not have the Lord yet. Yes. And so this is just really, really important right now for everyone to, to um, do mental health checks on yourself. You know, if you're not feeling like your mind is right, it's time to sit down. When the pandemic first um, happened, I know I had to sit down myself for a moment. And um, as a counselor, we are taught that every counselor needs a counselor. So if the counselors need counselor, everybody else needs counseling as well. So there are moments when it doesn't matter who you are, but those in leadership, we too need to uh, make sure our mental health is healthy, that we are well in our minds. But that pandemic, when it first hit, I'm telling you, I know that everyone, it, it took a minute to even comprehend what was really going on. We've never experienced anything like that. We never 
seen anything like that in our lives. So it was it was something to grasp. And so, you know, it's it's just things like that that we gotta we gotta do. Um, I ran straight to that word and wanted to know what the Lord wanted to say about it and give me direction as to what is going on and what I need to do right now. One of the things that as a worship arts educator that I have heard when I've attended conferences and workshops, people say dance is my life. And when I think about that for people who are used to dancing in a sanctuary, in front of an audience, that being their outlet and their mode of expression and to have all of that disappear really, really puts us in a place where we have to know who are we really dancing for? And, yes. and you know, um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, use everything that God gave you. And comedy is one of the things that I like here and there. But yes. for those of us who there is some social distancing or your dance ministry was moving virtually, when I go to the store and I have to wear a face mask, it is difficult for me to breathe. It gets yes. sweaty, hot, and I get a little bit of, you know, I'm not saying I'm claustrophobic, but after a while, it's like, like I have to come up for breath. And I've seen a few dance ministries wearing, you know, face masks as they minister. So I know that that has to be a mental moment. You know, I have something covering my mouth up and I'm out here trying to move almost as if everything is normal. Mm -hmm. It is not. It is not. In addition to us taking on what everyone else is undoubtedly dealing with. There are some common things that worship artists deal with, and we want to cover uh, these with with you. Um, so we're thinking about some of the things that worship artists struggle with. Uh, the first thing that we can think about is a spirit of rejection. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. Um, many worship uh, ministers deal with uh, rejection. It can come from, you know, the home. It can come from within the ministry. It can come from the church, from peers. And um, it just comes from all kinds of directions. But a lot of times, uh, some of that rejection has come uh, before birth even. And a lot of times it just has not been dealt with. To minister and to help people get set free, we need to be delivered ourselves. We need to be free from rejection, but rejection, it comes, oh my goodness. I mean, I, I bet you there is not one uh, movement minister who has not felt this thing of rejection. And the reason for it is just so that you will sit down and not move at all, so that you will sit down and not speak. But, you know, we, uh-uh, we cannot be uh, moving with rejection. It's, it just it stops what God wants to do. It, it really diminishes the move of God. And yes, we have been hurt. Oh, we have been hurt by, I mean, family, even rejected by family members. Yes. But in this new season, as we go into this new era, those who truly want to move with the power of God behind them, it's got to go. You know, it's just like, like one thing the Lord has been speaking to me about and showing me the children of Israel, they couldn't go into the promised land with all that old behavior. That's why they were out in the wilderness so long. And so I'm, I'm speaking to those who really want to worship in spirit and in truth. It's you have to do whatever you have to do 
to be free of the rejection. And it's hard. Sometimes you got to have some conversations with yourself and say, okay, I'm not letting that bother me this time. That person is not going to bother me anymore. I am not going to allow that rejection to hold me back, not another second longer. And we have to admit that we're dealing with it, you know. Yes. I actually pray about this because when you are gifted, talented, anointed, you know what? Attacks come along with this ministry and, and it, yes. it's, it's, it's just something that is a matter, it's a matter of fact and it's in the Bible and it is confirmed and, and David had to deal with this and people have to deal with this, right? So one of the things that I have prayed frequently is, Lord, please give me thick skin but a soft heart because I think that sometimes we will get hard hearted and we will try to put a shield or an armor that is not the armor of God mm -hmm. ourselves and try to defend ourselves in that way. Right? So when I asked for thick skin and the soft heart, actually it helped kind of put an armor around me, his shield of protection around me so that I was not internalizing what people were trying to project on me. That was really their inner struggles with mm -hmm. Themselves. So as we mature and as we begin to move out in the things of God, we're going to have to stop taking everything so personally yes. and that they are not coming against us. They are coming against the God in us. Mm -hmm. It's the Christ in us. So if we have that mind of Christ, we will be able to discern where the source of that information is coming from. Yes. And guess what, you guys, sometimes it's not an attack. I also say that People keep saying the same thing about you. Mm -hmm. It's probably true. So if there are some character issues that we need to deal with that start from our head and go all yeah. down to our feet, then we do need to take an assessment of that. And then we do need to get the help that we need. Another issue that worship artists often struggle with are grief and loss. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. Yes. Um, I believe grief is another one of the big issues that we often deal with and um, not just the loss of a loved one, but that's a big one. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get over the loss of that loved one, that, that person that's been there. And some, you'll see some people struggling with a uh, issue of grief for like many, many years, you know, uh, 10, 15 years, still struggling over the loss of say their mother or father. And, and no, the Lord doesn't want us to do that. You know, that person is always going to be in our hearts, but it again, there, there are just so many things. Satan will use that against us to keep us from uh, moving in the way that God would have us to move. But not only that, though, we experience the loss of uh, employment, um, housing, relationships, and just not like right now, the pandemic, you know, so many people have lost their jobs right now or um, just life the way that they knew it, you know, and loss, you know, whatever kind it is, you go through a grieving process. And um, those, again, is some, those are issues we do not need to, we don't, we're going to have them, but we don't need to just, you know, keep uh, lingering there in that place. You know, we have to, um, you know, call on the word of the Lord. We have to ask the Lord to help us out of um, those things because truly they just hold us back and hold us down. Again, that's the purpose of Satan with all of this is again, just to um, keep us from, you know, being delivered and set free so that we can help someone else get delivered, set free and give their life to the Lord. 
Yes, and as the scripture teaches us, you know, the opposite of dancing is not stillness. The opposite of dancing is mourning. Yes. And mm -hmm. the Lord will turn our mourning into dancing. But we do yes. have to realize when we are struggling with loss and we are struggling with grief, and I admit that I have danced even when I was struggling with loss. Mm -hmm. There are many dancers who dance in deep states of depression. Mm -hmm. They might even be suffering with clinical depression but yet they yeah. are dancing. And one of the things that I find is interesting that we have heard in the arts, and as you know, that as I teach them, I try to stick to the scriptures as close as possible. Mm -hmm. Heard often in the worship arts that when you get up and you dance, that if you have a certain spirit on you, <laughs> you are going to spread that spirit all over the congregation. Mm -hmm. When you dance. Now, whether that is biblical or not, we can debate, right? But yeah. I will say that I know that God has used me in powerful ways even when I was going through mm -hmm. grief and loss because the word of the Lord does say that obedience is better than sacrifice. We are not telling you not to get the help that you need. Yes. The thing is, is that if we think that any of us are going to have a circumstance where conditions are perfect in our lives, that's not mm -hmm. true. We know that we are to bless the Lord at all times. Yes. His praises shall continually be in our mouths. Mm -hmm. Is it required for us to have to dance to show the Lord our praise and adoration? It is not. But mm -hmm. if we're having a relationship with him, we will be in communication -ship <laughs> with That's a good one. <laughs> and he will help us deal with our losses. Now, here's a he will. I tell people, I say that um, this particular thing comes along with the job requirements for movement ministry, and that mm -hmm. persecution. What is Ooh. unique to dance ministry as compared to music itself or singing itself is that dance in particular manifests a certain level of persecution that we don't necessarily see in the scriptures in the cases of the others. And we see this in the case of David, you know, in particular, uh, when Saul eyed David, as the women sang about Saul and his thousands, mm -hmm. and his ten thousand, and also we saw Saul's daughter who criticized him and she despised him in her heart as he was yes. and dancing before the Lord. So, can you address some of the persecution that we face as movement ministers and how that affects our mindset? <laughs> yes. Um... Uh, that is a big issue as well in uh, dance and movement ministry, uh, the persecution. Um, it's unfortunate, but uh, it happens. And it's just one of those things as well that um, rejection is also a part of that. But we, that's, that's something we can continually work on. The persecution can, again, come from the church. It could come from the church leader. It could come from the church members. Um, you're going to have uh, persecution um, before you minister. Many times I used to go through things right before I ministered. It might be, you know, something at the house that went on. But, you know, the, the enemy will come and he's ready to, um, you know, he, he's ready to fight. But um, the, uh, the persecution is real. We have to uh, make sure that we are operating in love. You know, those that come at us, you know, a lot of times people just want to say, oh, see, I, you're not who I thought you were. A lot of times people are testing you 
and um, you just, you, you uh -uh. we cannot allow persecution to keep us down either and to keep us from moving. I mean, all these things are things that happen, but this is a, this is a new time. We cannot allow those things that so easily um, upset us. Or, and, and some of those things are really, really painful, but some of them aren't. But we're going to have to um, dance our way through or whatever, pray our way through. Um, something you mentioned about um, when the pandemic hit and we couldn't dance at your church, we need to be dancing at home. <laughs> We need to be dancing our deliverances or, you know, if something is affecting you, the persecution, the rejection, the grief, the loss, we need to get to um, ministering dance at home to ourselves for ourselves right. as well. And we know that, you know, routinely we see the pattern of the Lord operating in threes. And in my opinion, from what I've studied, dance is a 3D weapon, a, a three-dimensional weapon, because dance includes music, singing, and movement or music yes. singing and dance mm -hmm. and so dancers in the bible were singers and musicians and when you think about that you know the song is a prophetic thing it is the word of the lord so then faith cometh by hearing yes. and hearing by the word of god right mm -hmm. you have music there is a deliverance component in that because as we see that you know, when David played upon the instrument, the evil spirit that was tormenting Saul lifted or yes. left, right? So when mm -hmm. we in music and then we hear the word of the Lord and that brings faith, you know, and then when we're moving and we're worshiping God with our whole being, it is an act of surrender. It is yes. um, putting your flesh under subjection and lifting your hands unto the Lord and surrendering to him and completely yes. your vessel. So it is, it is something that is more of a holistic approach that has a power. When you see something demonstrated, it can be more powerful in your mind and in your yes. mind than just hearing it. You know, people learn in different styles and they yes. learn different ways. So when you think about what dance movement, dance and movement ministry can do, people are hearing and they're learning that way and retaining their seat, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. it's hard to forget something, you know, that you see and they're experiencing it. Movement is also something that happens to us, you know? Yes. So depending on how you experience this thing, my goodness, what a, what a target that the movement yes. ministry would be, and it doesn't diminish the power of any of the others, but it mm -hmm. is a threefold type of a situation mm -hmm. that makes it different than if people just focused on music and on the dance. So we yes. deal with persecution. And another hot item that many of us struggle with is insecurity. What do you mm -hmm. think? Yes. Again, um, those, and those things, uh, insecurity can come from all of those things, rejection, persecution, um, the way we think about ourselves, and which is a result of not always being renewed in our minds, or um, sometimes we believe what other people say about us or what we think about ourselves more than the truth of what God says. Um, he says that we can do all things through Christ. He said we are above and not beneath he says we're blessed and highly favored but someone could come along and look at us wrong or or um say some damaging words and it's like you are 
living on those words instead of what God um, says. And so that thing's got to go too. You know, we need to stand up in this season and be who God says we are. He needs, um, my mom used to say, the Lord can't use any weaklings. And so <laughs> we just have to um, toughen up and um, be in the word and truly know what our identity in Christ is and stand on it no matter what anybody says. And people are going to say things about you and um, you you're going to have thoughts about yourself, but we got to cast all that down and not believe the lies of the enemy. He's a liar and the truth is not in him. Yes. And I like, you know me, I like to get specific. So when we're talking about insecurities, there's some common things that some of us deal with like mm -hmm. weight. What yep. look like? That is a mm -hmm. big one in terms of wherever you are on there. Some people feel that they're too small. Some people feel that they're too large. There have been debates about that. What you're wearing can make you feel insecure if you are in a culture or, or an expectation of people that, that kind of make you think that you have to have a certain level of garment. Mm -hmm. Be effective or you have to wear a certain design of garment. Yeah. to be effective and then some of us may struggle like depending on what your financial situation is you know mm -hmm. on is my hair done yes. uh, are my nails done for the for the women or even the men feeling this mm -hmm. to be perfect and polished yes. and it does not mean that you shouldn't be excellent i'm saying that we wear these external expectations as movement ministers you may struggle with your skin mm-hmm your skin is smooth or if it's not, you may struggle with your skin tone, you yeah. with your hair texture. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of yeah. things that mm -hmm. we're going to be thinking about and what's going on inside of our heads affects what happens in our feet. It so truly does. Not necessarily as willing to move when we are constantly struggling with these insecurities. We don't necessarily want to be as obedient or we don't want to go all out when we dance or we don't necessarily yeah. want to be active in that season because we're constantly struggling with these ideologies yeah what other people may be thinking about us now here's a big one that mm -hmm. i think to deal with especially since most churches have been closed for some period of time and that is the religious spirit what is that and how are we as dance ministers seeing that we are facing that mm -hmm. um that religious spirit is um that thing that wants us to do things the same way that they've always been done do it this way or else sit down be quiet uh we're not doing that here and um just oh my gosh the religious spirit is uh, again wants to snuff out the prophetic voice uh through movement through voice and um yeah the word it, it will come at the movement minister excuse me it will and the word reminds us that the letter killeth but the mm -hmm. spirit gives life so it does not mean that there are no standards but you know i'm the controversial one 
who will say, throw your dance ministry rule books away. That doesn't mean that there's not order yeah. expectations. But a lot of the things, I hate to say this, you all, but a lot of the things that we call religious spirits, the dance ministry has now become, or movement ministry has now become another version of a religious spirit. When we mm. are banning people from wearing any type of makeup, jewelry, telling them what, what nail colors they can and cannot wear. Mm -hmm. And dating that we have on so many layers of garments. Now we know that appropriateness is in order, but what I'm saying is yeah. the rules of this almost as if anybody who violates our code is now, you know, anathema <laughs> or, or we're outside of the circle or yes. we are not trained or we are uncouth or what, mm -hmm. Wearing your hair in a bun, like that's a requirement. That is a cultural issue. And yeah. we're not realizing now that we're dealing with the racism subject, that we're not realizing that some of this thing, the things that we struggle with, if our um, background happens to be black or African-American, yeah. is assimilation. It, it are some of the things that we have tried to make people fit in in order to assimilate into a more predominant society. So mm -hmm. we have to address those things now. Now yeah. we're seeing that it is a time for change. Now we're seeing that it is a, a time to address our mindsets. That's what we're talking about from our head, from your head to your feet, mm -hmm. to address our mindsets and where this stuff came from. Because mm -hmm. when you look at the flowers of the field, not all of them are the same, but they're still called flowers and they do not all need to be the same color and the same. Mm -hmm but they are not disqualified from being a flower and God is our creator and he, yes. he loves diversity because look around at us and you will see that so I invite those of us who are serving in the worship arts to really go back and see if our policies our procedures and our mandates can be supported with scripture or mm -hmm. we have them as our preference and if there are preference we're inviting you to loose the people from your judgment and to yes. people from your disdain who may not do it quite the way that you do it. And if you are forcing or feel as though you're angry when someone is different from you, you might be operating in a religious spirit. One of the other topics that we have seen happen in the talented pool is favoritism. Mm-hmm. How does that manifest in the worship arts? Um, it, it manifests often as well. Um, you'll see it maybe um, the maybe the best dancer or uh, maybe someone who has beautiful garments or uh, someone that is close to the um, leader and it affects the ministry as a whole. It yes. might make one of the uh, one of the uh, movement ministers who might be new, you know, it might make someone feel uh, less than, and and we just don't want to make people feel that way. As leadership, we should not be showing favoritism. We are one, and um, I just really believe that the Lord is not going to allow any of that. And when we come back out into the church, like He's just, I, I've been saying to myself after this. Okay, so it's like we all have to make a decision on what our ministry is going to be and what are we going to be for the Lord after this. 
after this pandemic, after this unrest, um, because he he wants his church. He's coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. And that's what time it is right now. Our ministries must be without a spot or a wrinkle. And we, we need to treat everyone. This thing about racism isn't just about black or white. It's about all of us loving one another as well. Like getting this thing together within yes. ourselves. Yes. It's an individual thing. And so just whatever, you know, as individuals we need to do to get better and be better and to treat people and just love people is what we need to be doing right now. And if our ministries would come together like that, man, it's going to be beautiful. And God will really use the movement minister in this, in this time. Um, I was just thinking of uh, something that as uh, what a movement ministry could do is like, come outside of the church every now and then do something as a group. I don't know, maybe go to the movies, maybe go bowling, maybe go to go on a picnic or whatever, but just do something to build the unity within the group. And as a leader, I, I would encourage you to, you know, treat everyone the same, raise everyone up to be a leader, not just the one that can, uh, has taken ballet or, gymnastics or whatever all the all their lives not the ones who just have technique down let let's treat everybody the same and love everyone and that's going to show you can tell when a group is united you you know when the ministry is united you can see it and you can see when the ministry is not united as well right and i know that another area that we see favoritism or preference manifest are educational areas where if you've had a certain course of study or studied with a certain teacher, there is a sense of belonging versus not belonging. And I know, and I have witnessed and seen there being some insecurity, rejection, religious spirit, all of that, that manifests in, well, where did you get your education? And I'm not just talking about colleges, I'm talking about worship arts education. Mm -hmm. There has been some maltreatment in that aspect. When we are called to make disciples, we are not called to make divisions, okay? Amen. Disciples, that are, that's students. And, and these students are should, should go out and spread the gospel, and that is the good news. Also, one of the things that I have seen cause some of these things in worship arts is our titles. And ministry titles, there are mm -hmm. titles in ministry that, that uh, the church definitely benefits from however i think that we have taken this as a career ladder we brought the corporate yeah. american ideology into the church arena and to the worship arts arena and now we are wearing titles that frankly i don't want to get into qualified or not but i'm saying that you shall treat by the fruit it bears and so we're showing preferential treatment to people who may have certain titles and then treating people who do not have those titles as though they are less than they should mm. know that we are christians by our love and yes. to love our neighbors as we love ourselves mm -hmm. and of all look the greatest thing is love one another that's yes. what we ought to do and love does not look like pride and love does not look like self-seeking and love does not look like competitiveness and strife and love does not look like envy so if we are walking as true believers in the worship arts 
then we must also exemplify and manifest and walk in love at all yes. times. We are servants of the Lord and not servants of ourselves. Now, counselor, can you tell us a little bit about that name? You're like, well, the counselor. Tell us why you're the counselor. Who is the counselor? I am the counselor. Lisa Ann Johnson is the counselor. I am curtsying to Queens. I am a Christian counselor. Well, no, I'm an encouragement specialist <laughs> for the Lord. And um, the Lord has blessed me and allowed me to be a friend and confidant um, and counselor to women in leadership for some years now. Uh, probably uh, the last 10 years, I have walked with um, superintendents of schools, principals, pastors, and leaders in uh, females. And so um, I just uh, encourage queens. That's what I do. Women in uh, high capacity positions because they need it too. And the Lord just showed me, um, you know, what they go through. And he just um, kept sitting me next to them. I, I don't know how, but it was just like one day. It's like, that's what you are called to do. And so I'm blessed to, uh, by God to be able to do that and encourage women because women in leadership go through issues too. And uh, they need, they need help just like everyone else uh, getting through their own personal crises while trying to um, minister to masses of people. So. Yes. And so how does our mental condition impact our ministries? It will impact our ministry uh, ministries greatly. And um, that's why I was saying earlier that we need to make sure our mental health is, you know, uh, in check. If we are not together, then it's going to affect the people, you know, behind us because they're always watching and learning. And, um, and, and especially we don't want to do anything to hinder the move of God. And so we have to, uh, there's some things that we really need to be doing to uh, keep our health, uh, minutes, mental health together. And, you know, I think that sometimes the false idea or belief too is that nobody sees me. When you are in a visible ministry and a visual ministry, there are always people who discern. And mm -hmm. that everybody is yeah. going to see what you're going through, but there are people who are seers, there are people who are prophetic, and, mm -hmm. and they will be able to see what you are struggling with. Now, whether they address you, identify you or not. Oh, yes. I just want to encourage you to address those things. You may need a Christian counselor. You yes. may need a therapist. You may need professional assistance, depending on what level of trauma mm -hmm. have survived. Now, just because we are new in Christ and, and we have given our lives over through the confession of our faith, it does not mean that there are some, some things that we don't need to still deal with that may be deeply rooted within us that will manifest in our ministries in a way that can hinder us or mm -hmm. people that we think that we are called to serve. Yes. We want to start doing the same type of harmful, traumatic things that we have experienced on other people because we're hurt. You know, it, there's not a scripture that says this, but it is often said hurting people, Hurt other people. 
hurt people. So what are some of the techniques that we can use to strengthen and to renew our minds? Mm -hmm. um, one of the first things is rest. I would suggest rest. When you feel your body telling you to rest, rest, it is okay. And one of the things leaders do is keep going a lot of times, feeling like the work has to be done in a day. So I, I suggest um, just resting and, and just sitting down for a minute and relaxing. However, however you do that, taking a mental break, letting your mind deflate for a little bit, um, go out, take a ride. Um, um, I had a professor that used to say, do some brainless exercises with, you know, watch a movie that just makes you laugh or spend time with your family. But I, I just want the leaders to know, and, and not just leaders, but ministries, everyone know that it is okay to live life. And had the Lord just showed us that? Hadn't he just slowed us all down so that we could sit down? Do you not see people out walking everywhere, spending time with their families? It, it is okay to do that. The second thing I would do is um, suggest is to keep the mind renewed, you know, making sure that you're spending time in the word. It will encourage you. It will strengthen you. It will um, bless you with the joy of the Lord. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And we're going to be ministering. We have to um, get in his presence, allow him to minister to us and get some of that. Um, you know, dealing with other people, lots of people sometimes, it can it can get on you, you know, and you carry a lot. And not only that, you're carrying your own stuff and you need time to just, um, you know, give it all to the Lord and bask in his presence and let him, you know, uh, heal you as well. Right. And know that sometimes, you know, we have a break that we didn't ask for. But a lot of this has come up from, too, like, you know, the Lord rested. And yes. David said, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Let the Lord restore you. We, we all yes. or we need restoration. It doesn't just happen for us once. We need to be restored often, especially depending on what level of ministry you're in. If you are pouring out on a massive level, then mm -hmm. you a massive rest, relaxation, yes. and recovery. So mm -hmm. of worship arts education, you have written a book for worship artists that specialize in uh, flag, flag ministry or um love ministry can you tell us a little bit about war cry um yes um i had written a book called a war cry for love a guide to flag ministry what you didn't learn at the dance conference and in it i share about some of those things that we deal with the grief the losses um things like shame also is something else that we um, often deal with and I just, I share my story. There are things you're not, probably not gonna hear at a dance conference. Um, at dance conferences, dance conferences sometimes, you'll just learn the most life-changing things. But in my book, um, I just talk about things that we should deal with as movement ministers before, um, you know, we are um, just out there ministering all over the place and um, 
you talked, you mentioned earlier, but I said, I like to say, um, let's affect the atmosphere, not infect it. So, yes. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. And, you know, before we are worship artists, we are human beings. Yes. Human doings. We have heard that said as well. So, as we're dealing with what's going on in our mind and how that affects our feet from head to toe, <laughs> tell us about your new book. Yes, my new book um, is called Move in the Moment in the Will of God. And it was written one day I was sitting at a stoplight. The light was red for a very long time. And when it finally turned green, I was the first person in line. Before I could get out in the street, the light was changing on me. And that happened a couple times. And so it was, I, I heard the Lord clearly saying, that there are seasons in our lives that we need to move quickly, that we need to move in this moment. And so I came to realize that the Lord was speaking to me about this pandemic. For some of us, there is it's a time to sit and be still because you need recovery, you need rest, you need, you just, you're exhausted. You have been wounded in some things and hurt. So it's a time of recovery for those people. For others, because you've already been through that season, it's time for you to move. And so um, I'm going to share about um, understanding the season of green lights. Now, there will be some seasons that you have a little more time to get some projects done. But this book is about moving in the moment, in the will of God, and just, you know, just moving. We're going to talk about, I talk about um, how fear will stagnate you if you're feeling stuck and just haven't been able to move and you feel paralyzed. I'm going to talk about that. I talk about God's protective system, how to follow his lead to your destination. And I speak, um, God was always speaking to me through traffic. And so it's coming at a, um, talking about uh, the vehicle on your journey towards the highway to heaven. So yeah. in the moment, in the will of God. And if they want more information or if they want to order a copy of that, where do they go? You can go to www.moveinthemoment.com. Pick up your copy. Okay. And one of the things that I love about what you offer as well is that people can book sessions with you. They can mm -hmm. order a book. But if you feel as though you are having a very difficult time, and you, you're either you are missing what you do, or maybe you don't miss. Maybe you don't miss worship arts. We can't assume that you mm -hmm. might be like, you know what? I am so glad <laughs> that I've had this break. I mean, this is a long time coming. But if if you are at a point where you know you need to start the experience, you know, uh, the word of the Lord says um, uh, there is safety in the multitude of counselors, and the multitude of counselors there is safety that you don't even wage war without counsel. So mm -hmm. the Lord himself is called wonderful counselor. You know? Yes. So we do need to have someone that we can go to, that we can talk to. We might need to work some things out. And, and some of us may have had better outcomes in ministry or with our leadership had we gone and we sought wise counsel for the issue that we were dealing with, especially Christian counsel, that will point you to the scriptures and to help you kind of sort out some of the things that you are going through. So if they'd like to book a session with you, how do they do so? Um, you can book a session with me at www.bitly backslash the, count, the counselor. 
and schedule an appointment with me. And can you spell, spell the crownsler for us? The crownsler as a crown. Mm -hmm. C-R-O-W-N-S-E-L-O-R, the crownsler. The crownsler. Yes. We want to make sure that your whole being, it's not just what you do externally, it is also what happens internally because what is on the inside comes out. Yes. Are moving through the scriptures, but before you make a move, you have to regulate what's going on in your mind because all movement is controlled by what starts in the way that your brain operates and how you think. Your liberty is yes. how you think. And we want to continue here to have moving conversations. If you want more worship arts education and you want to take a deep dive and kind of um, rehabilitate your mindset about movement, we want you to head over to movingthroughthescriptures.com. Again, that's movingthroughthescriptures.com and see how you can move in a way that is free indeed. Thank you so much, Lisa Ann Johnson, for being our Welcome. guest today. And moving through the scriptures. Yes. Continue to move in unity with you. Thank you for joining us, and we both say bye. Bye.